It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic are back. Well, like back at practice. They'll, they'll play again Friday. They got, they got a little bit of time to get ready. And yes, there are a few updates to get to. What's in store for the rest of the Orlando Magic season coming up on today's Locked On Magic? You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 24th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll go over kind of what's in store for the Orlando Magic the rest of the season, um, what the main storylines are going to be, what to expect, and, and what we're going to be watching here over the last 22 games of the season. We're almost a quarter. We almost got a quarter left of the season left. We're almost past the quarter pole. That's the correct usage, I believe. Um, so we will get to all of that coming up today, plus the injury updates I promised before. Before we get to that, though, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's the first thing you listen to in the morning, whether you listen to us right when we upload during any time during your day, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day. Remember to go back and listen to our Tankers Roundtable with Locked On NBA. That's on our feed, both, both on our podcast channel as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, just go back to yesterday's episode to check that out. It was a great conversation that we had with the host of Rock, Locked On Rockets, Locked On Pacers, and Locked On Thunder. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Let's rip the Band-Aid right off and get some injury updates. RJ Hampton, full participant in practice. They'll see how he uh, looks in practice today. I'll be heading down there in a couple hours. Um, look to see how he how he uh, looks in practice today uh, and then make a determination on whether he will play Friday. My suspicion is that he is back and ready to go for Friday's game. Bo Wagner is still uh, not participating in practice, so he does not look like he will be available. Um, again, they'll kind of see how he responds to the treatment, see if they can ramp him up a little bit in today's practice. But those aren't the guys you're here to hear me talk about. Those aren't the guys that are kind of the focus and really the main storyline here for the last 22 games of the season. All year, we have been waiting for the return of Markel Fultz and the return of Jonathan Isaac. We've been, uh, it's been a huge storyline. It's been a big focus, and everything's just kind of been up in limbo. Um, from a contract perspective, obviously, Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz are hugely important players. They're ridiculously big because they're the biggest salaries on the team right now. Um, you know, 
uh, once Gary Harris comes off the books, those are your two biggest salaries on the team. Wendell Carter will kind of take, I think, the second spot um, with the first year of his new deal. Uh, but these are hugely important players. Um, two guys that are starter level level players, obviously um, guys that, that the Magic have a lot of hopes in. And, and while it's not going to kill their future if they don't pan out because we're at such a beginning stage of this rebuild, um, it is vitally important that the Magic understand what they are, how they relate, how they'll relate to the rest of the roster, and then begin to play it around whatever their future roles might be. Neither have obviously played this year, and it's just been kind of a waiting game where we haven't gotten a lot of information on when they will return. So here is the latest. Jamal Mosley confirmed again that Markel Fultz is a full participant in practice. He's been practicing with the team to some degree since December. He's spent some done some practice time in Lakeland as well. Um, but we do not know how close he is to playing. Um, again, it, it kind of feels like it's a let's see how he feels day to day and make determinations on whether he will continue to play. Uh, you know, uh, Mosley uh, told Luke Hetrick of Spectrum Sports 360 that uh, really the big thing with Fultz right now is just working on his conditioning, that, you know, he likes the pace that he's playing with. It's just making sure that he can play at the level and play long enough at the NBA level um, and that he clears that last hurdle. It it feels really, really close. I, I know that everyone's kind of said that, that, you know, again, he's practiced with this team to some degree for two months now. It does feel really, really close with Markel Fultz. And, you know, it, it, it would not surprise me. Again, we've always kind of pegged, these little homestands, these little moments where there's a few practice days as days that Marco Fultz could come back. You're coming back from an all-star break. You've got three straight home games. There's a couple, there's some practice time within. I think they practice, they practice today. Obviously I think they also practice Sunday. They have Saturday off after the game on Friday, they'll practice Sunday ahead of Monday's game. Um, then they do a little two game road trip, Toronto, Memphis, back to back, I believe. Um, and then they're back home at the Amway center for a little while. Again, we'll talk a little bit about the schedule coming up here. Um, it, it does feel like this is a moment where Mark L. Fultz could see his return, could get some co- kind of comfortable time on the court where the Magic can really monitor him. Um, but it does feel close. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think the Magic will hold Mark L. Fultz out the entire season. I think we do see Mark L. Fultz at some point, and I do think we see him some point very, very soon. It would not surprise me if I had to practice here in a few hours and we get Mark L. Fultz and it's announced that he will play or that the plan is for him to play. It would not surprise me if I if we show up to shoot around tomorrow morning, uh, and we and we get Marco Fultz and they announce that he is playing. Would not surprise me if we don't hear anything and then all of a sudden at 3 p.m. on the injury report, Marco Fultz is suddenly listed as questionable. Would not surprise me if the plan is that Marco Fultz does not play this week and does not play this weekend or does not play um, for a little while longer. But it does feel like it's close. It does feel like it's really really close. Jonathan Isaac, on the other hand, feels like he's a lot farther away. Um, Mosley said in his press availability after Wednesday's practice that Isaac is still not doing contact. He's doing shooting drills. He's doing some kind of work with the coaches where maybe they're bumping up against him a little bit, but he's not playing kind of NBA level basketball or or NBA contact drills or or kind of controlled contact like Marco Fultz was doing back in November and December. So Isaac does still seem like uh, a far away. Y'all know if you listen to the show at all, you know I'm an optimist. Uh, I tend to believe the best the best things are going to happen, or or that you know there's not always nefarious uh, workings going on underneath the surface. But um, it, it does start to feel like now that Jonathan Isaac probably going to be held out for the whole season once again, and, and of course that's disappointing, and that's 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 really really frustrating because the point of this season is growth and development. You know we, we don't care about the wins and losses. Like I, I care because because that's kind of what drives me, but. Um, 
when we when we do our season recaps, when we look back at this season, we're not going to judge it based off the Magic's record. Um, personally, my my personal goal, I don't think the Magic should finish with the worst record in the league. I I, I think that they should get. I, I think that they are set up to get out of that that running, and I, and I think it's really important that they do. I'll I'll get into that here in a bit. I just want to I'm going to talk about the injuries here in a sec. Um, but Jeff Fultman said from the beginning of the season that one of his key goals, one of the big goals that the Magic had for this season, was to see players see these injured players reintegrate into the group and begin to understand how they're going to interact with this team and, and, and figure out how to move forward. Again, so much of the season is figuring out what you have and how do you build with it? How do you take that next step? How do you kind of consolidate these guys into an actual team, into a team that they want to develop, that they want to build around? That's, that's kind of the big key. That's kind of the big question um, that the magic are asking or the magic are trying to figure out this year. And, and Frankly, they can't figure that out until they see Marco Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. I will continue to say it is vitally important to see both on the floor because as good as practice time is, it is not game time. It is not a game. It is not the feeling of a game. And, you know, in practice, you kind of know what's coming. You you run the same stuff. So when you go into a game, there's a little bit of unpredictability that you have to kind of be able to manage um, and, and problem solve. And, and, and to do that in real time is is hugely important, is, is a very important thing. For, for any player, for any player coming off a major injury to do. It's a huge, huge step. And I think it would not be beneficial for the Magic to skip that step or to not see that step in action this year, especially if next year, you know, next year, the Magic shouldn't have the worst record. I, I don't want to see the Magic contending for the worst record in the league. I don't necessarily need to see them make the playoffs, but they need to they need to be picking up wins. They need to be kind of getting, uh, putting those pieces together a little bit more consistently than they have this season. So I think getting Markel Fultz, getting Jonathan Isaac on the floor this season, even if it's for for, for a couple of weeks, even if it's for a month, even if it's if it's just this last quarter of the season, is still vitally, vitally important. And and, and frankly, it's the big storyline of the rest of the season. By this point, you know we kind of know what Cole Anthony is. We've seen what his season is. We kind of understand where he has to continue to improve both this season and into the off season. You know, Jalen. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about Jalen Suggs, but we kind of know what Jalen Suggs is and how he's gonna how he has to improve and how he has to get better. Um, and, and kind of progress along his, along his path. Um, we, we, we've seen a lot of Franz Wagner, and we want to kind of see those guys continue to expand their roles and expand their responsibilities. But by this point of the season, you know what you know what guys are, at least for this season. And I think there's still some experimenting that needs to go on and still some things that need to happen. But a lot of that is play Isaac and Fultz with them. What, do, what does this group look like with those two guys in there? Um, it, it, Isaac and Fultz have been the big story for the Magic all season. They've been the big story for the Magic. They're going to be the big story for the Magic over these final 20-plus games, and and it's vitally important that the Magic see what these guys can do. Um, Again, it feels like that Fultz is very, very close, Um, to be perfectly frank. It it feels like he is very, 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 very close. Um, And that's that's my gut reaction. Honestly, like my prediction, I think he plays Friday. I think think we're going to see him on the floor here very, very soon, but um, that's just a guess, and with the magic this year, with the injuries, it's anybody's guess. I'll talk about the schedule, what the magic are going to see schedule wise and why it's set up for them to actually finish a season kind of strong. We'll get to that coming up here in just a minute, but first football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. 
BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile devices to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. We truly appreciate you uh, tuning in every single day to the Locked On Magic podcast. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. The NBA is back in action tonight, and the Locked On Now has nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I've been telling everyone this. I've been warning all the fans this. Don't send me tank gifs. Tank gifs are an automatic mute. Just, just I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about that game. Um, the Magic have been waiting for this part of the schedule. Um, if you go back and listen to our podcast in August when the schedule came out, I told everyone the, the Magic schedule after the All Star break is extremely manageable. Uh, not, not easy. There's no such thing as an easy schedule in the NBA, and there's no such thing as an easy schedule in the NBA when you have the worst record in the league. But it is manageable. And I think a big factor, a big key for the Orlando Magic moving forward and moving into the rest of the season is the fact that there is an opportunity here for Orlando to pick up wins. There is an opportunity here for Orlando to take a really important step, um, to take a, a big step forward here. Um, and it's... Frankly, a little it's it's gonna be really enticing to see what the magic do with this opportunity. Um Orlando plays 15 of their final 22 games at the Amway Center. Just think about that. 15 of 22 games at the Amway Center. Not only that, they don't play a road trip the rest of the season longer than two games. They have a few two-game road trips spotted here and there. One does come next weekend. Uh, an unscheduled one because of the postponed game in Toronto, but um, the Magic will play 15 of 22 remaining games at home. The Magic are one of eight teams that have played 60 games so far this season. They're among the, among playing the most games so far. Um, they've also played 26 home games, the fewest in the league. So there are a lot of games at the Amway Center to come, and that does include marquee matchups against the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, 
There are some tough games in there. Cleveland still has to come to Orlando, I believe. Um, there are some big games still and some t- tough games uh, coming. But according to Tankathon and, and opponent win percentage, the Magic have the 10th easiest schedule remaining. Only the Indiana Pacers, one of our friends in the Locked On, Tank, Locked On NBA Takers group, only the Indiana Pacers have a quote-unquote weaker schedule, and they play the Magic twice. The Magic play the Pacers twice, obviously, next week. Um, only the Pacers uh, uh, of that tanking group have a easier schedule. That was me doing air quotes. Easier schedule than the Orlando Magic. Then you take into consideration that the Magic probably had their best run of the season during that five-game homestand when they went three and two. In late January, they not only kind of cemented what was a really strong defensive showing of where they finished seventh in the league in defensive rating in January, they played really well. They beat the Chicago Bulls. They beat the Dallas Mavericks. And yes, Dallas and of course, stops Porzingis. They don't have him now anyway. Um, the Bulls didn't have, I, I believe Zach Levine missed, missed, that, missed those games, but the Magic, are, the Magic still got some really nice wins on that homestand. They played tough against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, well, the other loss was a game against the LA Clippers. They probably should have won. Um, there were there were good opportunities to get wins and, and, and a really strong showing for the Magic on that homestand. This this last 22 games, it's not going to be quite like that, but it's going to feel like an extended version of that, where Orlando did a lot of really, really good things and were certainly capable of picking up wins. I'm not going to sit here and say Orlando is going to go gangbusters and finish these last 22 games like 16 and 6. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe they're going to finish these last 22 games at like 11 and 11. I don't think they're going to play at a 500 level. But what we do need to see is we need to see continued progress. We need to see the team continue to cement an identity, cement who they want to be, the kind of style offensively and defensively they want to play. The defense came in January when they were at home. And, and I think being at home, being able to practice a little bit more, you know, as long as this team stays together, as long as this team stays focused, as long as this team doesn't sit guys who are actually healthy, there's going to be an opportunity to see this growth, to see this team kind of expand and build itself. The other part of this, of course, is the offense. And lately we've seen the offense kind of pick up its pace. Orlando has indeed climbed in the top 10 in possessions per 48 minutes. That does not necessarily mean they're the ones controlling the pace. But if you watch Orlando, they are playing at a faster pace. They are trying to get the ball up the floor more. They are trying to pick up their pace. They are trying to kind of pick up their possession numbers a little bit. Some of that is Orlando's doing. Some of that is also the turnovers that come with that and teams running back on them the other way, where Orlando's been typically pretty good in transition. But of late, the turnovers have been up. The Magic have struggled a little bit getting back in transition, getting their defense set. That's hurt their defensive numbers, which has been abysmal in February. There's, There's a lot of balance that has to come for this young team and a lot of things that this young team still has to develop. But they've shown in the past that they can develop that, they can build some consistency at home. So again, I'm not here saying the Orlando Magic are about to go 11-11, and 11, finish the season so strong that they ruin some lottery chances. I, I'm not here to say that. I still think the Magic will finish with one of the three worst records in the league. I still think the Magic will have top odds to win the lottery. Whether they win it is a freaking coin flip. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't freak out about that stuff. Uh, you know, I, we'll talk more lottery. We'll talk more draft later. But I, I'm not, I'm not here to, to say the Magic are going to intentionally do anything. Now, again, guys get hurt. Guys have little nicks. Maybe they're held out a little bit longer. I, I have no problem with that. There's no no reason to 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 do. There's no reason to push guys uh, if they're not 100 healthy. But um, but at the same time, 
We still need to see this team grow. We still need to see this team develop. We still need to see this team develop patterns and habits that will carry over to next season when there will be a, not a ton of winning pressure, but a little bit more winning pressure and a little bit more desire to see the team's record reflect the growth that we're seeing on the floor. Being at home so much is going to give the team the opportunity to do that. And so, like I said, all season long, this is the Magic's opportunity. This is where the Magic are probably going to win a little bit more than you expect and, and build some momentum toward the offseason, which is, I think, what we all want to see. One guy that has to build that momentum more than any other is Jalen Suggs. We'll talk about the opportunity in front of him coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With all the with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So... The Orlando Magic have obviously seen a, a ton of player growth, a ton of player development over the course of the season. They've obviously seen guys kind of take steps up. And, and, and I think what a lot of the end of the season is about is it, really kind of cementing the kind of team they want to be. Building positive momentum toward the offseason, which is and isn't a thing. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's, that it's everything. But building some positive momentum toward the offseason. Kind of figuring out what roles guys ultimately need to play moving forward. Not just for this year, but really moving into next season. Again, that's why it's so important that Marco Fultz and Jonathan Isaac play, just so we could see what this team looks like and how Jonathan Isaac interacts with Franz Wagner, how Marco Fultz interacts with Jalen Suggs. But the one guy I think we do need to see a really strong finish and kind of see the continued progression and growth that we've seen over the last few, few weeks is from Jalen Suggs. You know, at this point, you know, yes, Franz Wagner needs a ball more. It's a, it's, it's a point that I made on London Magic Daily.com. It's a, it's a common gripe among Magic fans. Franz Wagner should be a bigger part of the offense. The Magic need to make sure they keep Franz Wagner involved. There are too many games where he goes invisible for long stretches. He's a very vital part of this offense. 
Jalen Suggs is someone who has to continue growing uh, and, and kind of reclaiming what a lot of us thought he could be uh, when the Magic drafted him. Um, you know, I think I, I, I think that the game is starting to slow down for him. You know, Suggs plays very fast. He plays very physical. He's he's head on. He's gonna duck. He's gonna put his head down and get to the paint. That much is abundantly clear. Um, it is so clear that that's that's something the Magic wants. Um, and that's something that Suggs wants to do. It's kind of in his nature to play this kind of this kind of running back style. You know, not quite Steve Francis tucking the ball in and laying it up like he used to, but um, you know, just burrow into the burrow into the lane and try and finish at the rim. And, and he's gotten better at that. Um, his, his shooting percentage within ten feet has improved significantly since the injury. I think he's up around 57 percent shooting within ten feet since coming back from the thumb injury. That enabled him to slow down a little bit, and it's obviously been good for him. Um, Suggs is starting to take more command of the offense. Um, you know, he is taking the ball and running and is so good at pushing the pace and so good at getting up the four. And really what the rest of the season is about is can we get the shooting percentage up a little bit? Can we get him to slow down and continue to improve shooting at the rim? Can he really kind of dictate the pace of the game for the Orlando Magic? Those are the big questions that the Magic are trying to answer because we know his defense is pretty solid. We know he's going to be a hard-nosed defender. Um, we know that... In transition, he's going to be really good, um, and he's going to be able to get to the basket. The question then is, can he make plays off the bounce? Can he dri- can he make plays cut passing out to shooters? Can he make plays in the half court? Can he harness that speed, control his speed to get where he wants to go in the half court? We all believe that Suggs was the suit was the star that this team needed um, when the Magic drafted him. You know, not that Scotty Bar- Scotty Barnes is a bad player, but It felt like a lifeline. It felt like this is the guy that the Magic needed. This is the guy that the Magic truly wanted to get. And now it's about seeing all those pieces come together. Um, So much about what this this, the rest of the season is going to be about is is less about seeing individual players improve, but seeing them tie the whole thing together more consistently. Because we see pockets of it. Jalen Suggs has been really good in pockets. Franz Wagner has been really good in pockets. Cole Anthony had the really strong start to the season and has looked that way in moments this year. You know, Wendell Carter, he, Wendell Carter will be the first to admit that he struggles with his consistency and his energy. Um, and that's been something he's had to work on. And he's slowly improved on as the season's gone on. We've seen these little bits and pieces from the Magic Young players. And really what this season has to be about the rest of the way is beginning to figure out how we tie those together. How we make all those individual moments of brilliance work more consistently and work together to deliver wins. Don't tell me winning's not important. Don't tell me that the Magic should only be angling for lot for ping pong balls and lottery picks. They've done that work already. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. What they have to begin to learn to do is learn how to win, learn how to put all those pieces together, learn how, how each individual plays a role and a part in helping the team win and figuring out the style that they need to play to get the most out of these players. As many of us suspected at the beginning of the season, it's about high-pressure defense, which this team has been super inconsistent about. It's about getting out in transition, which again, this team has been inconsistent and, and a little inefficient at as well. Um, and it's about kind of playing at a high energy pace. And, you know, I, I give Jamal Mosley a lot of credit. I give these guys a lot of credit. They have stuck to it. They have, they believe in what they're trying to do. They're still trying to figure out how to do it consistently. We're seeing some of it happen here and there a lot more consistently. Um, again, it's just about tying everything together and, and helping it become something that can be a little bit more conducive toward winning because at the end of the day, that's what this is about. 
Um, Jalen Suggs' development is going to be a big, 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 big part of that um, when the Magic get to it. That's all I have for today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore and Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's good to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic has been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.